be advised, we understand some of the content of this presentation may be emotionally triggering in nature. Please listen as you feel comfortable. We want to welcome you to today's episode, Tusk Against Trafficking's podcast. Uh, today, uh, I'm Jocelyn Hampshire, and today we have two very special guests with us. Uh, we're going to talk about trauma, and so these are the ladies that we want to hear from. Uh, first, we have Christina Drummer. Uh, Chris is the program manager and counselor at Compass Rape Crisis Center. And then we also have Brandy Ankrum. And Brandy is the Director of Community and Youth Services at Ohio Guidestone. Um, many of you may know um, it was Personal Family uh, Counseling Services. So you just changed that name. So so thank you so much for being here, ladies. Oh, Truly thank appreciate you. it. Um, I just want to start off with each of you just sharing a little bit of who you are and what you do and who you serve. So, Chris, do you want to start it? Sure, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like you said, my name is Christina Drummer, and I am the program manager slash counselor at Compass. I have been there um, around 11 years, and we actually started counseling services at Compass in 2016. So, I've been in the role of providing trauma counseling as well since 2016. Mm -hmm. And we service uh, survivors and co-survivors of sexual violence, um, and that encompasses a lot of people think, you know, you'll hear the term, we're the Rape Crisis Center. Um, while we're that, uh, we also, though, work with the spectrum of sexual violence. So today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about human trafficking. Um, and that is definitely a scope of, of what we work with as well. Awesome. Thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandy, go ahead and share. Sure. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. So at Ohio Guidestone, we provide a wide range of services serving uh, children from birth up to the age of 18. And then we also continue on with services for adults um, up through the elderly years. And we have a wide variety of programs, including uh, two domestic violence shelters, uh, one in Tusk and one in Carroll County. And we also have uh, drug and alcohol treatments for adults and a residential program that provides services for those adults. Fabulous. And our uh, youth services, we provide um, home-based counseling, school-based counseling, where we go into the schools and work with our um, youth in the schools and things. And then we also have um, a lot of prevention services, um, taking it to the schools and Help Me Grow, Early Childhood Awesome. Consultations, so wide range of services. Wonderful, much needed. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, we're going to get started with our conversation today. And Chris, I want to start with you. Okay. Um, in the work that you do, how do you see trauma impact a person? Um, well, mostly when we have people walk through our doors, uh, they are at the point where they're ready to start working on their trauma. And so they've had a lot of uh, life experiences uh, where it's manifested as far as like with drugs and alcohol, um, unhealthy relationships. Sometimes, you know, when we're working with people, we are, I'm coming in right after their, whether their trafficking situation or a recent rape, um, or it could be something that happened 30 years ago. So it could be immediate mm -hmm. uh, help they're looking for, or again, that complex trauma where there's also decades uh, on it. And so it could be 
divorces, drugs and alcohol, um, self-harm behaviors, Mm -hmm. suicidal attempts. Um, So, yeah, it just manifests in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. So trauma can stay hidden for a long time and then yeah. resurface. Okay. Yeah. I mean, our brains have a, an amazing way of trying to protect us. And so when that trauma happens, um, for whatever reason, the circumstance we're in, if we're not able or ready to handle that trauma and walking through the trauma journey, um, it definitely can be buried and, and stay hidden. Oh, isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if I am a loved one, if I have uh, someone that is in my family or a friend that has experienced trauma, um, how, how will they relate to me? Or what could I see um, as far as maybe from their traumatic experience um, in some of um, their reactions to me in, in doing life together? Um, well, when you're specifically talking about sexual violence, you know, the clients I work with, one of the big things across the board that they're dealing with is how do I deal with intimacy again. Mm-hmm. And that's intimacy with, you know, friendships, mm-hmm. uh, re- dating relationships, marriages, um, they're just loved ones in general. Mm-hmm. And so because of that uh, act of violence that they had or long stemming violence that they went through, trust is gone. Um, yeah. And just trying to form that trust and intimacy back in relationship. So the advice is you have to take it slow, um, you know, with the loved one, be there, listen a lot. Um, Trauma looks different on everybody. Mm -hmm. And so one day the person could be back to their quote unquote normal as they were prior to the event. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next day they're completely different. And, you know, that's, that can be hard and confusing for Mm -hmm. the loved one Mm -hmm. to kind of keep on that roller coaster. Um, But it's understanding that, you know, Mm -hmm. that there's going to be highs and lows um, and just really being a listener, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to listen to what the needs are of that person. And that's why we also help Mm -hmm. co-survivors because a lot of times the loved ones also need that help. You know, how do I get it where my husband or my wife doesn't flinch when I go to Mm -hmm. touch them again or hug my son? And, you know, so the co-survivor piece is just as big as helping the survivors. That's excellent. Okay, so you talked about mistrust. That's something that you see. Um, and the emotional um, volatility, would that be a good word? Just up yeah. and down and, and day to day. Um, is there anything else uh, that, that comes to mind um, as I'm doing life with, with someone who's experienced trauma? Because those are good. Like, so you're saying consistency? Consistency, the listening. space. I would say space is another one. Space to allow them to... Like I said, day-to-day, it could change what they need. And the good thing, you know, healing can come from trauma. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk about that in a little bit. But um, if you're going to be on that journey with them, you have to be ready to expect it's a journey. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Brandy, you said you work with all, all age groups, right? From yes. little birth, you said on up. Yes. Um, okay. So, um, how have you seen, and I'm sure you've worked and your agency's worked with a lot of kids who have experienced trauma. Um, can you fill us in? Like, how, how does that look? Um, how do children act or behave when they've experienced trauma? What would I see as a teacher or as uh, maybe, um, you know, um, I have 
daughters or sons and their friends that I might see, you know, interacting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. As Chris shared, trauma, it looks different on everyone. So expecting someone who has gone through trauma to look the same as everybody else is, um, is somewhat unrealistic. They, um, life experiences shape how we deal with trauma, our resiliency factors that we have change how we deal with trauma. You um, could have children who become um, completely different than what they typically act like. So um, a child could be acting out in ways of um, hitting more often, um, yelling, screaming, uh, night terrors, um, uh, all of a sudden um, having uh, issues with the bathroom, Mm -hmm. um, having accidents, things like that. Or you could have a child who then um, is really outgoing and and things, and they may uh, become more quiet, more withdrawn, more reserved. Mm -hmm. Now, children can experience these behaviors, and they have not been traumatized. Trauma is somewhat of a tricky word. Um, Individuals who have maybe experienced trauma, as we define it as professionals, may not view what they've went through as trauma or as a traumatic experience. And so um, being very careful when we use the words trauma or victim, when we're talking with with the families and kids, that may not be how they view themselves. And um, so using the same terminology that they utilize. So however they are referring to what happened to them and things. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So kids could become really angry. Mm -hmm. They could become withdrawn. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't hit kids or anyone Mm -hmm. all in the same. Mm -hmm. People react to an experience that happened to them that could could be classified as trauma Mm -hmm. in in vastly different ways. We're not all the same, which is great. Um, It would be very dull indeed if we all acted the same, looked the same. Mm -hmm. How we experience things are different as well, because not only are we experiencing it differently, we're experiencing it based on our own life experiences up to that right. point of that event. So is, here's a question. Is it all, is there always some sort of change? Like not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I was going to throw in there that, you know, when we're talking about sexual violence and human trafficking, we know statistically most of the time that the perpetrator is someone that person knows, you know, that trusted adult, trusted mm-hmm. family member. And so another thing, part of the trauma journey is, the mixed feelings, the, Mm -hmm. I still love this person or this person, you know, said they were going to take care of me and this is how they take care of me. And so Mm -hmm. it's not always going to be, they're going to be presenting this horrible thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. that come along with that because it's, as Chris said, someone that, Mm -hmm. it could be someone that they trusted and is in a, a position to care for them and this is how they show that. And they, mm-hmm. and sometimes kids don't know any different. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Not to mention if there's manipulation on the, mm-hmm. obviously from the trafficker or groomer. Okay. Um, how do Brandy, this would be for you again. Um, how do children's experiences with trauma impact them throughout their childhood then? And even into adulthood? It's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The way that um, trauma could impact a child, it could be socially, they um, can, again, run that gamut of 
They're not wanting to leave the home. They're not wanting to go out with anyone. They're wanting to stay close um, in, a, in a safe place that they've identified as safe to, you see no changes in a social, in any social behaviors to um, they're, they're, they'll go with anybody or they go out with anybody or um, they just, there's no um, fear, no, no sense of safety that they can, they keep for themselves. Emotionally, you could, again, look at a wide gamut of symptoms and, and how they react um, to, from nothing at all to extreme anger, um, not trusting anyone as, as Chris shared Mm -hmm. and things. Um, again, that kind of falls into some of the behavioral, lots of emotions, um, Mm -hmm. trigger, the trigger responses. So they could, as Chris shared, be, people can look and feel like they're fine and typical. And then a certain smell, a certain touch, a certain, um, something they see, uh, anything that kind of brings in those five senses can trigger a response. And um, academically, it can impact academics. Um, it's, it's very hard to really focus as a child on what we need to do in school when we're worried about are we safe or are we having to leave that situation and, and we're going back to that traumatic event that might be occurring that nobody knows about. And things and, and kids can carry that into into adulthood as well. Lots of trust issues, as Chris already yeah. mentioned, and um, other other difficulties that they can experience. Okay, okay, okay. So, Brandy, so what can be done uh, to help a child who's experienced trauma? So, to help a child who's come who's disclosed, who's shared mm-hmm. that they've experienced something traumatic, um, whether that be victimization, physical abuse, neglect, whatever the the traumas that they have experienced, Um, being a safe person, being someone that they can talk with, um, that they can come to you and they don't feel judged. They don't feel that you are going to um, react and blame them for anything that that has occurred. Because for children, they're children, regardless of for 16, 17, mm-hmm. they are still the, the, the child, the victim in, in this. And so making sure that you are that supportive person, um, being very careful as they are talking with you to monitor your nonverbals, mm-hmm. um, watching your face to make sure you're not um, showing, you know, that you're, you're horrified by what they're saying or you're, you're angry or, or things like that, take your cues from that child. Um, listen, don't, don't question, just listen, um, which is as adults, I find this myself, I struggle just to stay quiet and let them talk and listen and, mm-hmm. and let them share what they want to share and, and don't question or um, try to get additional information. Um, be aware as adults of our responses to those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Seek out professional help. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we have a great agency in the com- in Compass and Ohio Guidestone and various other counseling agencies in the community that can help a parent or caregiver navigate those waters with a with a child who's experienced something traumatic, and um, just be there, okay. listen. Thank you. And I think Chris, one I, thing um, when we're talking about having someone come forward and feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. with disclosing is 
making sure to remember whether that's kids or adults, they're the experts of themselves, you know? And so even if it's a nine-year-old, if they are feeling for whatever reason, not comfortable yet enough to disclose, there's a reason for that, you know? And so going back to like you said, with the questioning, we might think that we're doing a good service, you know, if we can get this information out of the kid or out of the adult, you know, start that healing process, but that has to be their, their lane to, mm-hmm. to go in. Their and decision. yeah, mm-hmm. um, we can do more harm mm-hmm. trying to, to push the healing process mm-hmm. uh, like anything. And I have survivors tell me this all the time. As humans, we want things like this mm-hmm. um, and they want their healing like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it can't happen that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we ha- there might be safety issues. Again, going back to um, with human trafficking and sexual violence, there's a lot of interwoven financial maybe ties, um, just a lot of things that the person has to consider before they just start the ball rolling mm-hmm. of disclosing what mm-hmm. happened. Okay. And this is a great opportunity, as Chris was saying, to let them have that. It, this is their chance to gain some control over a situation they had no control over, whether it's an adult or a child, letting them have the control. It's a great first step in in walking that long journey to to heal. And this is a hard, when we're talking about sexual violence, it's a hard topic um, to start conversation and to engage people for conversation. But that's the other part of people feeling comfortable to come forward and and share what happened. Uh, You know, if they're overhearing conversations that are very victim-blaming, very toxic, um, you know, in support of of perpetrator behavior, um, or just not being an ally. Mm -hmm. Because, right, you can not do the the rape jokes or the um, domestic violence jokes, but are you an ally also? Like, what are you doing to help make the community you live in safer for people to come forward and talk about what what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. Great point. Great point. Thank you, ladies. Um, Chris, I want to I want to go back to you. Um, you've been doing this uh, for a while, obviously. Um, with there might be some some common questions that um, you've heard over the years um, from people who've experienced um, some trauma or violence. Um, can you, for those listening today that may um, have had some very traumatic and, and hurtful experiences. Can you speak some words um, of help, of maybe reassurance, even direction um, for those individuals? Um, maybe just thinking about some of the things that you've you've heard over the years that could be helpful. Uh, one thing that I got early on, and it's something every single uh, client that I work with at some point in our journey together says, and it's how do I know when I'm healed? Like, how do I know when I'm past this? And I had a, a teacher once kind of describe trauma as a wound, uh, like a physical wound. So, you know, where you get scratched and you get that first layer of skin off and you have that scab, like that's the wound you see. But then even as it heals, it's still there. Like that place was still wounded. And I think sometimes... Thinking about healing is if I'm healed, I'm not going to think about being trafficked. You know, I'm not going to remember the horrible situations I was in. I'm not going to um, be bothered by. And that's just not the case because you're talking about traumatic experiences and 
those will stay with you. But the part of healing is how can I work um, to have those things not hinder my life anymore? You know, not Mm -hmm. make me feel like drugs or alcohol are the only thing that is going to quiet my head or, um, you know, Mm self-harm. So that is like the biggest question. And when I see my client kind of notice that, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's not this one-stop shop for healing, that it's a journey. And Mm -hmm. they've already made a lot of progress just by coming through the door, you know, wanting counseling, Mm -hmm. um, that I can see some of that heaviness, you know, come off of them as Mm -hmm. far as, oh, I am doing what I need to be doing. Um, And just the realization that, again, we're talking about sexual violence and human trafficking and those experiences do leave their mark, mm-hmm. you know, but with resiliency and good support and good, you know, um, understanding and people around you, that mark won't hurt as much mm-hmm. is the hope. That's awesome. There's, yeah. A lot of hope. That's mm-hmm. so this is a long process. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, some of the stuff in counseling, you can get, you know, some of the coping skills mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, that you can, um, learn and really implement right away. But when you're talking about, you know, rebuilding that trust, re, um, feeling in control of things again, feeling like you have control of your own body, mm-hmm. um, those things are going to take time. And that, that I love that you mentioned that because that is a question that I hear. How am I going to trust again? Mm-hmm. And, and what does healthy relationship look like for me? Will I get to that? So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah. So at Compass, uh, we also, you know, uh, do a curriculum with um, healthy relationships and you can't have one without the other, you know? So if we're going to talk about sexual violence and what, what that looks like, we also have to show them and teach them what healthy looks like. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it first comes down to our language you know, what kind of language we're using when we um, try and explain stuff. You know, um, human trafficking and sexual violence, that's not sex. That's not healthy relationships. Um, that's power and control and humiliation. Mm-hmm. And But sometimes we use words to explain mm-hmm. the same, you know, and that can be confusing. And so knowing, you know, trust is one of those words that, like, how do you describe trust? You know, it's like describing love. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's hard for people, too. They know that they don't have it. Mm-hmm. But how do I get it back? It's it's truly a feeling. You know when you trust someone and you kind of have that innate feeling of, I know when I don't trust one, someone. And so that, that feeling just is mm. as you don't trust more and more people, it becomes more prevalent. And uh, things, and I like the. We do need to teach the the healthy relationships and the unhealthy relationships because children who have been traumatized mm-hmm. and victimized and um, with child abuse mm-hmm. can um, grow up to and or as they're growing up experience additional abuse through human trafficking mm-hmm. because they don't know what that healthy relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. So someone who comes in to a child who has been neglected, not a lot of um, care and support in the family through whatever happens with that. Uh, there's a wide range of, of um, things that go, it, why that occurs. 
So you have a child who is starved for affection and wants to just have someone who loves them for them. And you have a um, perpetrator come along and can easily start that grooming process. Mm-hmm. And to that, to that child or adult, it doesn't look like trafficking. Mm-hmm. They're doing this because I love them. I'm doing this because I love them. They're doing this for me because they love me. Mm-hmm. So. so we talk a lot about, you know, again, trying to trust your gut. You know, when you hear that voice, a lot of times we silence that voice because we're taught to be nice to others, you know, and um, it's rude or inconsiderate if I don't hug you or if I say no, you know, setting boundaries is is difficult. And then we also make it more difficult um, when we add that, well, don't be rude. That's Mm -hmm. that's being mean. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think, you know, trust is, yeah, listening to your gut and then also time. I was going to say. So, you know, if we're talking about relationships, whether it's friendship, romantic, whatever, you know, time tells all, Mm -hmm. you know, qualities come out of a person over time. Um, Again, as humans, we're quick to want quick um, results and quick, you know, so we want to move fast in relationships, but yeah, definitely taking time. And, um, and if your trust is broken, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. So if you do give the time and you do, you know, your gut doesn't go off, it doesn't give you any kind of warning and you've known this person a long period of time and they break that trust, again, that's their mm-hmm. fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something you did something wrong. You, right, right. It does take, a, it t- does take time. Mm-hmm. And, and to go along with Chris, the, the we're taught to be nice from a young age, to say thank you, give, mm-hmm. you know, gives hugs and kisses and things and, you think about it when we're, we're dealing with, especially with our kids, um, we teach them, you know, um, good and bad. If you do this, you're good. If you do this, you're bad. Well, then when we're starting to talk about touches, good touches, bad touches, not the best phrasing to use because now that child has had a bad touch. So they're going to oftentimes think, well, I'm the bad one. I, I They touched me. I'm bad now. So using safe versus unsafe. These are safe touches. Who's allowed to give you safe touches? These are unsafe touches or these are unsafe Mm -hmm. places to touch. Mm -hmm. Just your terminology with kids. um, Mm Because, you know, if you think about a lot of the kids we deal with are our own kids or grandkids. um, They want to please us and, you know. Mm -hmm. And I really like when you brought up the healthy relationships because if you know what healthy relationships look like, obviously that trust can be, can go eventually, if you're with someone that's not healthy, um, they're going to, you're going to say, okay, they're violating my boundaries. They're not respecting me. They're not valuing me. They're not um, respecting my no. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think when we know what that healthy looks like, um, then we have a better gauge of, okay, can I trust? Can I not trust? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Excellent. Okay. So um, I think we're almost finished here, but is there anything that you want to share um, just as a takeaway or one thing that you would want listeners to know or take with them today um, just about what we've talked about? Oh, there's so many. No. <laughs> um, I think I would, again, this is a topic we wish we didn't have to talk about. Okay. You know, I would love to be out of a job someday. Well, out of this job if we... <laughs> did away with sexual violence and human trafficking, but um, we have to be okay to talk about it. We have to do better as a community. 
to talk about it, have these conversations at home, have conversations with, like you said, kids, grandkids. Um, it's not a taboo subject. Um, we make people stay in that silence longer when we don't want to talk about it and are not willing to hear what what they have to say. And so figuring out how you can be an ally, you know, mm-hmm. get in touch with any of the organizations uh, in the community, see how you can help, um, call out behavior when you see it, you know, not being not appropriate behavior or if that's not what you're comfortable with. Again, call any of the agencies, reach out to a friend, just get involved somehow. Great. Thank you. And Chris, real quick, um, you mentioned your agency reaching out to services or for services. Can you tell people, if anyone's experienced sexual violence or would need some of your services, how could they get a hold of of your agency or a hold of you? So we actually uh, have a 24-hour crisis line, and so they can call that. Um, We have a crisis line for um, Tuscarawas and Carroll County. That number is 330-339-1427. And then uh, a separate line for Stark County, and that's 330-452-1111. But if you're in Stark County and call, it doesn't matter. Either one of those hotlines. Right. Yeah, you can get through. Good. Important thing to take away from that is to call. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. And Brandy, anything you'd want to leave listeners today? I would just like to leave listeners with it. things happen. Trauma happens. It doesn't, though, need to define who you are throughout childhood, throughout adulthood, And that um, taking that journey, it's a difficult one. And there's lots of ups and downs and valleys and dips and turns and any other geographical item you can list, but it it is worth it. And reaching out, like Chris said, for services and things. And um, again, just that talking about it. Um, Talking about it doesn't mean it's going to make it happen. Human trafficking is happening. It is happening in little rural Tuscross County. Um, and the, like Chris was sharing, if you see something, something just seems off, um, trust your gut mm-hmm. and call authorities, whatever you need to, to do with regards to that um, while keeping yourself safe. Mm-hmm. And, and again, reaching out for those services. Awesome. And Brandy, tell us if someone would need counseling or uh, for drug and alcohol um, abuse or, or anything or um, even shelter, how would they get a hold of your agency? So Jocelyn, for someone to reach Ohio Guidestone for services here locally, our office number is 330-343-8171. If you are experiencing domestic violence, um, we also have a domestic violence hotline and that number is 330 330- Three six four one three seven four. Awesome. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, ladies, for everything you do for our community and the way that you help people walk alongside people, bring healing and hope. Truly Thank appreciate you. you. Thank yes. You. Thank you for your time Thank and you your for expert. all your hard work. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's team, isn't it? Yes. We work together. That's yes. right. So thanks again for being here for your expertise and uh, we'll see you guys next time. So that was a great conversation, Jocelyn, that you had with Chris and Brandy um, over trauma. I I hope for our uh, listeners and the people watching that they were able to take away Mm -hmm. um, some key points from dealing with trauma and how it affects the person as a whole. And our agencies in this county also have some very good skills with dealing with trauma. So I would encourage people to reach out if they've experienced trauma at any point in time, 
whether it be 30 years ago, as Chris was mm-hmm. talking about, or just yesterday. Yeah. And once again, guys, if you have any questions um, from the trauma episode, please submit those uh, on our website, uh, tuskagainsttrafficking.org, or through our email, info at tuskagainsttrafficking.org, or on our Facebook page. So we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. If you would like to contribute to anti-trafficking efforts in Tuscarawas County, you can send your donations to Compass at P.O. Box 481, New Philadelphia, Ohio, 44663. Please be sure to indicate human trafficking in the memo line. We appreciate your partnership in this work. Together, we can make a difference.